Somebody get these linesmen under control. They don't know the rule book and they don't know hockey. If you look at a picture of what Stars hockey should look like, that's tonight. It's really exciting, of course. It feels so good. Of course, I think everyone was, was so exciting, but great feeling. Crosby opens the scoring, and the Pens cruise to a 9-1 victory against the Flames in Calgary. I don't think anyone can be very proud of what happened last night. That was an embarrassment as far as I'm concerned. Shut off for Casey DeSmith and the Pittsburgh Penguins. 5-0 over Vancouver. So the truth is, we can't change the past. What's done is done. Putting ourselves on trial, acting as our own judge, jury, and executioner, it's not the answer. Because a lot of the time, all that judging does is just ensure that we're going to repeat the cycle. I'm not here to sit in judgment. Kicking the hell out of yourself doesn't give meaning to anything. Welcome one and all to Against the Boards, Episode 5. This is a hockey fan support group podcast. Uh, my name is Nathan, and I am still a Flames fan. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you, Nathan. I'm sorry. It's rough. Thank you. Uh, please please introduce yourselves. Go around the, the, the room, please. Uh, hello to the Cool Billion. I am Amanda, and I am a Dallas Stars fan, barely. Uh, hello, still and barely fans. I am Andrew. I am a Canucks fan. And boy, am I on board the Pedersen train. But tell me, what is worse, 9-1 or 5 nothing? Well, <clears throat> Chelsea. let's ask Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea's joining us tonight. Uh, Chelsea, what is worse, uh, not scoring any goals or scoring one? Why would scoring one goal be worse? Because you lost by less? Well... Is it worse getting scored on nine times or getting scored on five times? I think it's irrelevant. Over five. Ah. Over five is just a push. Okay. Yeah, in a way it was like the Penguins just like couldn't help but score at some point. It's like they tried to stop and they just were unable to do so. Right. They tried to be good sports and, you know, <laughs> put their foot off the gas. But uh, that puck just kept rolling. <laughs> they couldn't help it. After the goalie swap, the, the second goalie was like, you know, I really got to make Smith look good here. I'll just let in four more. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the real answer is. The answer is both of them are awful. Yeah. yeah. Both of them are inexcusable. I'd say that 9-1, at least it didn't get to double digits. I think... It, <laughs> it did if you add both goals together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if it was 10 to 1, I think that that's, you know, Jersey in the urinal time. <laughs> Maybe. We're not Edmonton fans. Well, let's look into it. The greatest sadness, we always tend to start with the greatest sadness, and I think that Chelsea and I own that sadness this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1-2-1. 3-2 loss at Montreal, which they deserved. 9-1 loss versus the Penguins, which they deserved. A 4-3 shootout loss versus the Capitals, which I'm not sure they deserved that loss. 
and a 3-1 to one win over Toronto. I didn't get to see much of it, but I did sass some people afterwards who were shitting on Calgary last week. <laughs> yeah. For that one. Well, because it's the Leafs, right? So you got to, after that, you have to say, oh, it looks like the Leafs could use some more offense. Anybody know someone they could overpay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's not forget that Calgary is currently losing to Buffalo. I predicted that. I predicted that loss. Who is in the, who is in goal tonight for Calgary? Y'all know. Uh, Checking in real time. Checking in real time. David Riddich. Currently okay, sporting... well, I guess that makes it a little bit better because I was watching the, the the Buffalo feed for a few minutes before the Stars game started, and they kept just calling him the goaltender like they didn't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. you guys are rude. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, to be fair, between... he's a lesser-known backup, but if you're a professional play-by-play guy, then you should get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> Learn Rich's name, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's on a piece of paper in front of them. That's a pretty bad announcer. It's really, and they did it. I I thought like maybe like oh just he forgot in the mo- no. Then they did it again. <laughs> I got a I got a uh, friendly little stat here for you. According to Natural Stat Trick, through the first ten games of the season, Calgary has allowed 124 high danger chances at five on five, which is 12.5 per game, which is the worst in the NHL. Oh, wow. This is uh, analytics. In all situations, in all situations, so not just five on five, it's 149 high danger chances against or 14.9 per game. And only what team is worse than Calgary at 15.5 high danger chances in all situations? Which team? Uh, Edmonton. That, no. no. The Canucks. I wish. Stars. (laughs) No, that would be Toronto. That would be mean. The answer, surprisingly, is Anaheim. Anaheim. I'm not that surprised. John, oh, John well, Gibson. I've been reading some analytics stats, and guys, John Gibson is standing on his fucking head. They are. They, if if John Gibson gets injured, the Anaheim Ducks are picking first overall. That's what the analytics say. Well, let's hope that happens then. Not that I want someone to be injured, but I would like Anaheim to be last. You want them to get John Hughes or Jack Hughes? No. Uh, I want them to be last, and then Edmonton can get John Hughes. Yeah, that checks out. Well, I've got a great clip from uh, John Tortorella um, that I'm going to be playing a lot on this podcast randomly for no reason. And it's just him talking about guys with hockey names, and I just love it. And it has no purpose and relevance to what we just talked about. But I'm just warning you that I'm just going to play it randomly all the time because I love it. Okay? On board. Yeah. Harry goes in for Kooks, and Corpy is in goal. Okay. <laughs> Just gibberish. It's just the hockey names. It's just... Harry goes in for kooks. Yeah. And Corpy is in goal. Okay, so we're moving on. Um, uh, I guess we should drink in some of the Dallas Stars' success. You heard some of it in the intro there, that that game against Anaheim last week was... was, uh, Take a picture of it, because that's the way the Dallas Stars are supposed to play. And you know what? I prepped this sheet in advance. I prepped it in advance, Amanda, and I had the Dallas Stars 3-0-0, 4-2 win versus the Kings, 5-2 win versus the Ducks, and the Red Wings game hadn't happened yet, so I had (laughs) 0-0, and I I said win at the Red Wings. Yeah. But I have to update this here just a second. So Uh, you put a hex on them. 2-1-0, and update this here to 4-2 loss at Red Wings in a game where they looked like they didn't even care. They were out there. I mean, it was like it was like a kid's birthday party the way they were skating. Like 
<laughs> they didn't give a single shit. They played to their competition and they lost. And that's it's it's such a you can't do that as a professional for one thing. And for another thing, it's the same shit they used to do last year. Like, I don't know what their mental thing is on the road and against lesser teams, but they just stopped playing. And it's very, very frustrating. Well, let's they, ask. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring Chelsea in here. Chelsea, if you're heading out on a six-game road trip, and it's a, it's the longest road trip of your season, and oh, you, what you, a load off! You get to the, um, you get to the hotel with the boys. You settle in. You drop off your luggage. You head out. You're in Detroit. You go to a local place. Do you tie one on before the Sunday game against the Red Wings, or do you? In fucking Detroit. Yeah. No. You no. go right to bed and you don't leave your hotel room in Detroit. Yeah. So what <laughs> yeah, happened? Get what happened here? <laughs> why? Why are they acting like they're, you know, hungover? They just didn't give a shit. Like the the top line was gone against a team that had no business neutralizing Sagan or Ben. Well, and normally they look so dynamic, even especially when they're behind in the third period. There's <laughs> pressure. Why is that funny? <laughs> Because that's gonna like send a dagger into Amanda. Because that's that's the stars and the flames. They like yeah. they wait until oh, there's five minutes left. Okay, let's start. Yeah, let's turn it on. <laughs> but they didn't even do that in the Red Wings game. So it was really that's true. Just a balloon slowly letting air out. Hmm. It's yeah. true. Do we want to listen to the intern? Or sorry, Andy, the hockey guy, uh, go off about Elias Peterson and his two and three and O record and aggressively, this. no. Yeah, five two loss versus the Capitals, three two shootout win for at Vegas, four one loss at Arizona, five nothing loss versus the Penguins, and a five two win over the Wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know what happens? What Peterson and Besser came back. They needed one game to get back in the swing of things. And then that's what happened. Right. Mm. So your team's going to win the Pacific Division. Of course. Yeah. I have only optimism. I'm a true Canucks fan. They will be first in the Pacific. They're going all the way to the cup final to lose against Toronto. Actually, if you were a true Canucks fan, you would not pay attention until they made it until to the semifinals. And then you would buy a cape and a jersey. That may (laughs) never happen again. Um. I'm excited, though. It's exciting hockey watching uh, Patterson and Besser play. It's special. If you were a true Canucks fan, you would, like, you know, turn cars over and light the city on fire when you lose. Well, that's going to happen out here in Enderby. I'm going <laughs> to toss some trucks and light some light some matches. So uh, what do you what do you think is really going on here, Andrew, in all honesty? Do you think this is sustainable? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's not sustainable, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Right. So I'm happy. I'm happy about uh, how much more fun it is to watch Vancouver this year than it was last year or the year before with some pretty, you know, boring hockey for 50 minutes. Truth. You know, it's funny. They seem like a better team without the Sedins. (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of Swedish uh, players, Elias Peterson, the statistical people are having a little spaz because he has more points through the first eight games of his career than any Swedish player in history. But That's I great. argue that if he played during the time of Matt Sundin, he would already... Uh, 
Uh, he'd be out of the league indefinitely. He wouldn't have, yeah, he wouldn't be playing because it just Stevens would have knocked his head right off his shoulders. Right. I well, I mean all joking aside, he wouldn't have made the team. Like he wouldn't have been drafted where he was drafted. It was just like this is a smaller man's game now, and every time they get touched, everybody's going to whine and bitch and complain and have a little sh- shit fit about it. You know Why what? Is you know it what? That- the Dallas Stars need, Amanda. They need a small guy. Oh, like a <laughs> ringer? Yeah, they need a little guy. <laughs> that uh, people can get suspended yeah, for hitting. Goudreau, Pedersen type. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it that five teams decided that he was not the the guy to pick? Too small. Too little. Yeah. He's a liability. He's going to get hurt. Uh, update here from the Dallas Stars game. Uh, Essa Lindell has scored a power play goal. They lead the Montreal Canadiens one to nothing. Oh, I'm glad Fantastic. I was recording it. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That makes it more funny. Uh, going back to the Dallas Stars, Amanda, can you? What do you think's going on here? Do you think this one nothing lead tonight against Montreal? Like, have they bounced back from the Red Wings, the team that built some confidence four two against the Kings and five two against the Ducks? Like, who are they? Do you trust them at all, or is it? Are you just on pins and needles the whole time? I'm on pins and needles the whole time. I watched the first period. They are playing, you know, faster, more aggressively. The style of play that usually yields good results for them, but I don't trust them. I I don't know how long it'll last. They have a hard time playing 60 minutes and you know, they're so they're, they're so bipolar in that they might play magnificently tonight. And then they get to, who do they play next? Toronto on Thursday, Uh, Thursday at Toronto, Saturday at Washington. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what side of the bed are they going to wake up on? So you just, you don't know what to expect going into it. Right. All right. Well, I'd like to introduce a new segment that Andrew came up with, actually. Um, I don't like it. I've, <laughs> I've, I've elaborated on it, though. Uh, we're going to call it the shit list. I'd like to know who on your team is currently on your shit list. One, I, I one, already have everyone's. One, I've got it all. One player. Pick one player who's on your shit, on, on your shit list currently, and they've got to do some work to get off of the shit list. And every week we'll check in to see if that player has been redeemed or if you know, a new player has, has replaced uh, that player on the shit list. So, uh, Chelsea, who on the Calgary Flames is on your shit list? Uh, I think James Neal's on my shit list. Oh, boy. Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Free agent, five million, what have you. Oh, God. Is he my worse father. Than I don't know. My father's hilarious. <laughs> Emailing with the uncles last night, my father pipes in and says, well, because I, I emailed to my uncle this who's a Leafs fan to say my little sassy pants comment about the Leafs needing offense and oh hint hint who should they sign or who should they overpay hint hint Nylander my dad pipes in with a well if James Neal isn't available he should be seven <laughs> seven games mm. since he last got a point mm. minus four mm. James we heard rumors uh, gallant tales of you, James, uh, being the motor, the gas in the engine that was the Vegas Golden Knights last year, the voice in the room that spurred them on and created or helped to create whatever mission they decided to go on last year. And I say, show me, Neil. James Neal is also my pick. Chelsea, we are in unison. Yeah, you didn't spring that on me or anything. James Neal is on my shit list and on Chelsea's shit list simultaneously. Mr. Neal, get your shit together, pal. Amanda, hmm. 
Who from the Dallas Stars would you say is most deserving of your shit list position? Um, well, uh, a lot of them. So, but if you <laughs> put a gun to my head right now, it's Nikushkin. Um, I feel like there was so much buzz about him, and I just feel like I got swept up in it because, for whatever reason, Jim Nil is obsessed with this guy. Whatever, what have you? He's had plenty of time now. And he's produced all of one assist. He's been hurt and had to sit out a few games. And every time I see him on the ice, I'm like, wh- "Who? What are you? Do you? What are you there for?" Hmm. Not into it on my shit list. All right, uh, Andy, this was your segment. I completely stole it from you. You said you had everyone's answer. Let's hear what you got. Oh, so I was, I was, uh, my whole thing leading with this on my idea was from the fantasy league. Not the actual teams. But for Vancouver, uh, on my shit list is Brandon Sutter. Well, he's currently was, on the IR now. so Well, thank goodness. <laughs> um, I was going to pick Horvat, but Horvat actually scores a bunch of goals to go with his minus seven. Is Horvat and Sutter just on the ice every time that they get scored on in Vancouver? Because that's what it seems like. Also... Horvat last year played 61 games and got 26 points and was a plus eight. And the year before that, played 81 games, got 34 points and was a minus 20. Why is this guy getting paid to play hockey? Clearly, he's overpaid. Well, you know, plus plus minus is a five guy stat, right? Yeah. It's a five person statistic. Well, when you're the center, you have a lot of control over that stat. I agree. The center is more accountable. I agree with you. So anyway, hopefully he's out for a while. (laughs) You know, you are fickle because earlier in the season when they were pulling off these fucking wins out of nowhere, Sutter was on the scoreboard. I just want to point that out. Oh, that's fine. You can get goals. But if you're going to be a a minus eight, the highest minus on the team. So Antoine Roussel just escapes your wrath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, Horvat was going to be up there. I dropped Horvat in the fantasy league because of his plus minus. Yeah, and right after you dropped him, he started scoring goals. He's got a bunch of goals, yeah. <laughs> but my plus minus went from being negative 20 to like plus three or something. Oh. Yeah, now so, I have the a negative 11, the only person in our league with a minus, and yeah. that's because yeah. of the Flames and the Flyers. So yeah. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know is that I'm in first. <laughs> That's all I know. And you're about to take power play points and assists from me. Oh, am I? <laughs> I'm barely paying attention. Fuck. I you. drafted so well. Okay. <laughs> the Metropolitan Division. All right. So this is where the intern or Andy gets to stand on his soapbox and say, I I told you that the Penguins were going to rise up and take the division lead. And they did that exact thing after he said that. I just want to tell you all that I told you uh, Pittsburgh was going to take the lead and uh, (laughs) own the Metropolitan Division. You're welcome. But who thought Carolina was going to be right at their heels? Mm. But Pittsburgh is a couple games behind Carolina. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah, two games in hand over the team that's second place. But you know what? All the analytical statistics prove that Carolina is... It's a real deal. Real. That their shot for Corsi stats are... Like the entire team's in the top right of the graph. Mm. And whereas you look at Edmonton and you've got Connor and Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins. And uh, they're kind of in the bottom part of the 
Graf and, you know, the bottom right corner anyway. And the rest of the team is just like way over on the left-hand side, like sucking a dick. So you can say <laughs> one team is, you know, probably going to pan out. Another team is completely banking on one person's ability. And if he gets injured, it's just going to be a terrible situation. But we were talking about the Metropolitan Division. We were talking right. about the Metropolitan Division. We weren't uh, unleashing any sort of anger or rage towards the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. You push it down. <laughs> push it down. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, what's going on with Washington still? Not in a playoff position. Staying in the mix. After a month. Staying in the mix, son. Positive uh, goal differential. That's all I care about. Oh. You know, Flames took a hit on that one, hey? Continuing, anyway. to, continuing to hate on Alex Ovechkin after he is now a champion with multiple trophies behind him it's just oh, childish it's just childish. It's childish i saw a nice little video of him giving out a uh, actual hockey stick pre-game hmm. he seems like uh he'd be a great guy to cheer for if you liked him you know the atlantic division so who's got something for me for the atlantic division yeah, uh Matthews well is injured my best player on the fantasy league is uh is gone what did um, i just say andrew what yeah. did I just say? Yeah. Matthews for four weeks. Shoulder injury. Also, does does hey Amanda? Does the mm. shoulder injury to Matthews expedite the Nylander signing process? Um, probably, but I still only think it'll be like some sort of bridge or compromise. Like I don't think it'll be you know the like long term full thing that they had hoped for at least in the off season. So, does anyone else feel that? Because Matthews didn't get a point in, in the last two games that he got what he deserved. It's like he needs to be a point from, per game player, and if he's not, then he may as well be injured. From That's pretty severe. From the <laughs> Pedersen so angry at us for making light of his injury just two weeks ago, now Matthews is a different uh, story. Yeah, both of them on my fantasy league also team, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I've got my own injuries. You can tell which team I actually cheer for. I think that he is over a point per game. I'm just saying that he has 16 points in 12 games played. And he's been out for one, two? A game, yeah. He's Almost a kid. Two. Who, wait, who are we talking about? Matthews. Matthews. Right. He's a kid. He got jacked up. He got excited. You can tell he's an elite talent. He got super excited about the beginning of the year. Leafs were unstoppable. And then the season started to, you know, flow into the end of October. And what did he do? He started playing fucking Fortnite and being a kid, right? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Shoulder injury. Boom. Oh, time to sit down and play some more Fortnite. Well, we'll see you, uh, you know, in December. Four weeks. Four weeks. Tampa Real. Bay is going to own this division. Montreal, I have no idea what to think, whether or not they're real or not. I have no idea anymore. I'm I'm confused as to why this team is being successful. Well, hopefully they continue that. In Ottawa, like I had a thought. Guy Boucher, the coach of Ottawa. We've never seen him complete a third season as an NHL coach. He got hired by Tampa. They went to the third round of the playoffs. The next year, they bottomed out and missed the playoffs. The year after that, he got fired like 15 games in. After that... He got hired by Ottawa, went to the third round of the playoffs. Year <laughs> after that, got eliminated from the playoffs, bottomed out. This is the third year. The owner of Ottawa is a frugal son of a bitch that won't kill anyone's contract and pay them out. <coughs> so we're going to finally get to see what Guy Boucher can do in the third year of a contract. In his third act? And maybe it's it's different because he every time he gets hired as a coach, he takes someone to the conference finals. And in Ottawa's case, you could argue that he should have never done that. So... 
That's that was weird. really the Hamburglar. It's weird. It's weird. And I am interested. This third act, I think Ottawa and Montreal both are fucking enigmas. The Central Division. Uh, why don't you take the wheel here, Amanda, and uh, speak to the Central Division. Any thoughts you may have? Um, my thoughts are this, that Nashville is going to win the whole thing. And Winnipeg is going to disappoint everyone who keeps putting all their hopes and eggs in that basket. And I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it. And Dallas is going to finish last. Okay. No. Well, let's try to <laughs> keep a little bit of optimism going. Um, well, and Colorado, I would like to add, um, looking at the charts on them, on second thought, when you look at the Corsi stats and the analytics on Colorado, if anything happens to McKinnon or Rantanen, they're going to take a serious nosedive because the rest of that team is not participating at the same level as that top line. Top line's lethal, but it's severely top-heavy. What if Whereas, they just get into like a fight, like an argument about what to have for dinner or something? Or one of them sleeps with the other's wife. Oh, That's happened. Real locker room drama. Yeah. Don't joke. That's happened. Well, <laughs> like with those two that happened? No. Uh, it appar- <laughs> apparently, Or just in general in life. They appar- just saw through it. Apparently it happened in Chicago. Uh, apparently uh, Patrick Sharp boned Dustin or Duncan Keith's wife or something. Whew. Awkward. Uh, looks like uh, Patrick's pretty sharp. That's the oh. rumor. Oh. Yeah, same same guy. He moved. He got traded to Dallas because of the uh, oh. situation, apparently, or at least that was the subtext. Yeah. Pacific Division, um, Chelsea. Why is the pretty much entire division have a negative goal differential? <laughs> well, I was just uh, looking at our division, and uh, I I hate everyone in it. <laughs> <laughs> San Jose has a positive differential. Yeah, I said pretty much everyone. And, and so does Arizona. Arizona, second last, plus six. Holy shit, LA is a minus 17. Yeah, they're, That's dumps. <laughs> they're really on the struggle oh, bus. Wow. They don't seem to want to get off. And think about Why that, because all the analytics say that that should be Anaheim. So right. Gibson, should. Gibson is keeping them in fifth place. Well, Anaheim is on a five-game losing streak, so... Well, Gibson's making that look better than it is. I guess. Look, <laughs> hey, I'm doing pretty good in goals against average or save percentage or whatever in the fantasy league, and Gibson's my guy. And I have no intention of dropping him because even though he's on a shit team, he's still going to post amazing numbers. Ranta! Ranta, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love Ranta. It's because we were watching a Phoenix Coyotes game, and, the, and we were watching the Coyotes feed, and the guys were like, what a save by... Ranta! <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Um, yeah, San Jose is going to win this division. Vancouver and Edmonton are going to pretend that they're hockey teams for a while. Connor McDavid's going to get injured. Calgary Flames are going to probably finish second, maybe third. Maybe not. Maybe they're know. just going to fucking suck all year. I think uh, McDavid's at a new level of speed. I don't think anyone's going to... Shut up about the speed. Oh. Shut the fuck up about the speed. That's enough about the speed. That's all anybody talks about. This is a fast boys game now. Oh, I get it, but come on, make oh. your team better. That's what makes a, a champion. Oh. Oh, if I know. this was they an individual game, then it would be basketball. And I fuck, I hate the Edmonton Oiler play-by-play and color commentary guys so much. <laughs> all they fucking do is suck that guy's dick constantly replaying his stuff and saying, Connor McDavid, Connor. It's like they just love to caress 
his his name in their mouth. Like, Actually, I, just, I have a fun fact. It showed up on one of these games we were watching last week. They were saying that Matthew Kachuk draws the most penalties of anyone in the league and that Connor McDavid is right underneath him. But it's my opinion that Connor McDavid is not drawing these penalties, although he does glance over at the ref frequently. He's getting these penalties because he's a fucking superstar and everyone loves him, yeah. even the refs. Yeah. They're like, their mindset is don't touch McDavid. Yeah. And if anyone does, then they get a penalty called on them. So yeah. he just gets to do whatever he wants and people are afraid to touch him. The game against the Predators, also a game where the Predators looked like they couldn't give a flying oh, fuck. Oh yeah, Jesus. They were lazy as fuck. And- that was a during, bad night. During that game, uh, Dreisaitl gets allegedly high-sticked, and he rushes off the ice, and he goes down the room. No call on the ice. The coach bitches at the refs. They get Dreisaitl to come out of the fucking room. Glenn Gullitson runs down the hallway, little 12-year-old bitch, runs down the hallway <laughs> to grab Dreisaitl from the dressing room, brings him back out just to show the ref that he's got blood going down his temple. Four-minute penalty. Out of they call the nowhere. penalty that they didn't call before? Yeah. No, they didn't call it on the ice, and they fucking decided to call a four-minute penalty because there was blood going down Dreisaitl's fucking temple, and he had gone into the dressing room. He had left the ice. I've never seen that before in my life. That's crazy. He's going to yeah. put Halloween blood on his fucking temple. <laughs> I don't think that happened, but that still is... Uh, Bizarre. Oh, you think he maybe could have cut, him, I cut guess himself? All the controversy over the refs right now is uh, a little warranted, eh? You think mm-hmm. Dreisaitl, who whose Phantom only points ball. this year are pretty much from assisted by oh, McDavid on the power play that he would on like, the power play cut yeah. himself every point cut himself in the dressing room? I think he fucking would. Okay, I fucking okay, hate honey. the goddamn Edmonton fucking Oilers. Did Settle we, down. We should have had like rant music or something. Well, speaking of straight shooting. <laughs> Wrong clip. <laughs> I, I thought it was probably one of the worst hockey games I've been involved in. If I had run my team into the sewer like that, I wouldn't throw a grenade at the other 29 teams. I thought the game just sucked. I would have asked for my money back if I'm watching that thing. I think it's an act of desperation from a GM who's fighting to keep his job. It's one of the most arrogant organizations in the league. They whine about this stuff all the time, and look what happens. People should know that what they read and hear about our team is accurate and fair. I, I couldn't be more disgusted and disappointed. I don't know what to tell you. Did you ask them? Straight shooting with Amanda. All right. So um, for the last many episodes, I've been talking about teams that are struggling. But tonight, I want to take a more personal attack against the Dallas Stars top line and really <laughs> sit them down and and try to dig in here to what the fuck is happening because... Tyler Sagan in the last seven, well, if you count seven and a half tonight, he has scored exactly zero goals. What? Really? Zero. Zero Zero goals. He's got four assists in seven and a half games. And then Jamie Benn in the last six games, zero goals, zero assists. That's unacceptable for any any top line, but (laughs) in particular, the top line of a team that is quote unquote top heavy. We, we cannot, I can't, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with the anxiety of having to rely on everybody else because it doesn't <laughs> work in the last seven games. We've got four losses and that is in large part due to our top players majorly underperforming. And even now they are winning two to zero in Montreal. First goal scored by Essa Lindell assisted by Devin Shore. Second one, of course, Nathan's going to get more points in fantasy 
Heiskanen scores his second goal of the season, assisted by Devin Shore and Essa Lindell. I do not hear the names Ben or Sagan, and it's really, really killing me. They are ice cold right now. And what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, keep changing their uh, line mate. Yeah, that works. <laughs> keep shuffling them around. Is Radulov playing tonight? He is. Okay. And it's really awkward because Montreal hates him. So every time he touches the puck, they just start booing. <laughs> <laughs> Montreal's vicious fan base, man. Yeah. They, they don't give a shit who you are. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe it's time to split up Ben and Sagan. I think that he hasn't was, worked either. He was playing with that. Monty was playing with that in the practice lines, wasn't he? He was putting uh, heart and soul with Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Jason playing Jason. his 1,000th game tonight. Spets. <gasps> That's a big milestone. That's a big deal to players. They they actually like all the players from the other side of the like from Montreal probably come over and shake his hand, give him a fist bump and shit. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal. Well, I hear your concerns, man. I I hear them, and I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you've got uh, two nothing lead here tonight against a team that's been playing very well, so that's a good sign. Uh, they're gonna go on this week to play Toronto, and fortunately, is now in the shit in the shitter because Austin Matthews hurt his, his little shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right. So are they going to, you know, seize the moment or are they going to let Toronto uh, exercise some Marner confidence? Hmm. And then the Capitals, the reigning champs. It's not an easy week. No, it's a horrible week. Yeah. And the Flames are tonight at Buffalo, Thursday at Colorado, or Thursday versus Colorado, Saturday versus Chicago. I expect to lose all of these games. Me too. Yeah. Starting with tonight. <laughs> Oh. oh, why am I the most optimistic one here? What's going on? Speaking of not believing in your team, uh, Nathan dropped Calgary's goaltender. Dropped him. Dropped Smith? Yeah. Good for you, Nathan. Did you brutal. pick up a Blackhawk goalie? No, I picked up Varlamov. Ah. Can't Colorado. believe nobody had the Colorado starter. Says the guy who didn't have the Colorado starter. I know. I was shocked. I was like, oh, wow. I'm just going to pick this guy up, win a bunch of games, get a big save percentage. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Mm, oh, it makes me puke. <laughs> yeah, I miss that apparently by like a day. I oh. think I've decided that I may be less of a Flames fan and more of a hater of other teams. <laughs> you just hate everybody in Calgary I a little less. fucking <laughs> hate the Oilers so much. I hate them with a fucking yeah, passion. But, but think back to yeah. before they tanked, before they got all those first round draft picks. Yeah. I didn't hate them as much before all that. No, you guys hated Vancouver then. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it, like when these divisional rivals become good, that yeah. that seething hatred just yeah. rises up inside of you. Yes. Or if your team is just such a dumpster fire that it's okay to like cheer for the other teams in the division because there's just no hope for your team. But <gasps> when the Flames okay. ride that edge of like, Ugh. could be good. They're good on paper. Oh. Well, maybe this. Well, maybe that. Yeah, they have all the pieces. Yeah, this is close. They could be in contention. I'm the hockey news. I'm going to predict them to make the conference finals. And then they just suck up a storm and look like asshats. I start looking at stats about teams that have done well after losing blowout losses during the season (laughs) because I'm sad inside. (laughs) Anyway, I just like, I sat there screaming at the Nashville Predators when the Oilers are playing them. Like, are you guys going to fucking play? You look like you couldn't give a shit. This yeah. team is ripe for the defeating. This team is a... Shut down the, the bitch face and... 
They ruined the whole night. Yeah. He was just livid. I hope. It's pacing, pacing. Some douchebag. I hope Wilson comes back and just like fucking blindsides McDavid. Whoa. Uh, you need to cancel Center Ice. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> You're taking this a little too far this year. All right. Okay, fine. I take it back. I'm sorry. I don't wish any poor ill will against McDavid directly, but should ill will fall upon him, I will rejoice. You'll celebrate it? Yeah. Yeah. Harry yeah. goes in for kooks, and Corpy is in goal. <laughs> All right. I'm done with my rant. Does anybody else have any rants or anything they want to say before we close this up? 